Ceiling Breakers is where we showcase everyday women doing extraordinary things. It's where we pull out the unspoken stories that validate our experiences and unify us as women. Join us as we defy the narrative and highlight Wichita women as non-conforming, patriarchy-shattering, ceiling-breaking leaders who empower us to own our own stories and live our dreams. back up and we are live from the hive with a very special halloween episode of ceiling breakers with audra and stacy yay yay we're so excited to have local uh ladies who are in the brewing industry here with us to tell us all about what they are doing and the history of witches yeah brewing i'm i'm learning too so i'm excited to hear today yeah so um what do you think of audra when you say these types of hats and and brooms and cauldrons and black cats. Yeah, like Hocus Pocus. I mean, yeah. yeah. Halloween. Halloween, right? yeah. Well, actually, um, the whole witch thing actually comes from, I don't know that the whole witch thing comes from, but the look actually comes from uh, women brewing back in the Middle Ages. They would um, brew the beer, and that was a household task, so it makes sense that women did did the work um and then they realized they could sell it at marketplaces so they wore these tall pointy hats so that people could see them in the in the market marketing geniuses and, yeah and of course they used you know big stick like things that use this they called them the beer stick <laughs> and that goes way back even further viking times um and then um they had cauldrons you know which was like a brew kettle these days and then they would keep black cats um around probably just cats but we could say black cats <laughs> around uh, to uh, keep mice out of the grain because that's a thing. Okay. So, yeah. And so, of course, then their husbands and people, men found out that they were, like, making money off the beer and were like, well, you're not allowed to do that. So that was done. But it, <laughs> So it was probably short-lived. And we don't really know if it's true. <laughs> but it's a fun story that you see floating around. We've been seeing this floating around for a few years. I think it was, like, I don't know, a Reddit thing or, like, a long time ago, um, some kind of, like, um, blog or something. And so, um, about a year ago, I started talking to some ladies in the, in the brewing industry here. And we don't have, we currently don't have any like female brewers in Wichita, but we have, I've talked to, talked to you about the lady birds and, and, uh, Winfield coming soon. And, um, some other women who've worked in the industry, but not exactly brewing. And so I'm always trying to find ways to like get ladies together to brew beer, to like highlight, um, how, um, women can can get involved on that, you know, kind of back of the house instead of the, the just the front of the house. And so that's been really fun to talk about that and talking to some ladies about we should do a total, like, witch hat, like, do the thing during Halloween. And so we did a collaboration. And so we still have some people joining us, so it's kind of waiting on the, <laughs> waiting on the introductions. Um, usually we start with introducing our guests, but... Um, anyway, so we start talking about we should do, like, a collaboration, and then it fits really well. October is... Um, is uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and I'm a big supporter on the board of Women's Initiative Network and Dress for Success, and so it was a perfect time to do, like, a fundraiser and just do a whole, like, ladies thing. So, we are trying the beer, and it is called, is a caramel apple goza, which is kind of a salty sour, and it's called Boss Witch. (laughs) 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 Woohoo! So, this was a collaboration between all of your organizations or 
just yes. Hobby Gnome. So, okay, cool. So I'm ready. I'm excited. So to yeah. Come. So um, everyone came to Hobby Gnome to brew it, and we're gonna have it on tap there. And then mm-hmm. yeah. And if they want some, um, they can grab some too. And they don't have to do the fundraiser. It was just our fundraiser starts this weekend or starts today and runs through the weekend. I'll talk more about that. But I want to introduce some of them. Not everyone's here because people have to work. <laughs> and this is kind of a busy time for breweries and restaurants and stuff. So I want to introduce, um, who wants to start? Denise, you're unmuted. Do you want to start? <laughs> introduce yourself, Hi. where you work, and what cheers. you do. Yeah, and cheers. I know you're drinking something too, Denise. <laughs> yeah, she's hey, drinking. Yay. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Um, I am Denise Gardner with White Crow Cider. Um, I am currently at work, as you can see, all my junk in the back. Crazy busy time. <laughs> um, that is me. So this was actually my first experience, like, technically brewing. I normally just ferment everything with cider. So I actually got to do the heating up process, and it was super fun and very exciting. So I'm very thankful that everybody let me join. <laughs> That's awesome. And I didn't realize cider and beer, that they were made differently, I guess. I mean, I'm just a consumer. Yep. yep. I'm just a it's lowly a- consumer who enjoys them both. <laughs> well, it's a different license, too. Oh, yeah, okay. It's different. It's closer to like a winery. Okay. You know, yeah, I am considered a farm winery, even though I have no farm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And they're getting ready. White Crow's getting ready to, they're on Rock Road right now, getting ready to have a larger, they're expanding to a larger facility where they'll be able to have more space and outdoor space, indoor space. Oh, over. Um I'm so excited. Yeah. It's on Patty. It's on Waterman. Yeah, Waterman and Patty. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, That'll be nice yeah. to move we'll be, downtown. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. Like the moving's uh, coming hopefully sooner rather than later. But <laughs> yeah. I'll be excited to have obviously more space because I'm out of space. <laughs> yeah, they have a little space and they just take it off. And we actually they started canning. We've been um selling the cans of cider at our place because it's great. It's just great, obviously, to support other local, um, you know, breweries and, and cideries and wineries and things like that. But it's great to have an option like that with when you're doing beer because people need gluten-free and, you know, it's just, it's just a nice option. So, and it's really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Yay! Good gluten-free yeah. always helps. <laughs> so, uh, Dawn, do you want to talk about, uh, Dawn with Third Place Brewing and what you do there and how you got into this industry? Um, yeah, I am at Third Place Brewing. I've been there since almost when they opened. Um, I'm a month shy of when they opened. And I am the taproom manager. I do all the events and coordinating and just getting people in the door. Um, absolutely love it. I've loved it since I started and uh, never have brewed. And so I had such a blast uh, with the ladies when we were brewing. I don't know what was more fun, the brewing aspect or just the camaraderie with all the ladies within the industry. So it was great. Have you brewed with Tom before? No, because he always gets up and brews before I'm even out of bed. So, um, yeah, no, I haven't. Um, All my all my activities happen later in the afternoon and the evening. And so. Yeah, no, it's tough. I know it's very different schedules. Well, Dawn does a lot. Like she organizes a um, like brewery crawl that we all do. It's a fundraiser with all the breweries every summer and just does a ton of events and um, does a great yeah. job over there. So, yeah. And, yeah. and this is on top of your, your full time job, too. <laughs> right? Yes. yes. <laughs> Tell yeah. us about your full time job. So I currently work for the corrections, uh, Kansas Department of Corrections. Um, I've been in law enforcement for about 30 years. And so working a part-time job, I wanted to find something that was completely opposite of what I do. 
And this is as opposite as you can get and super fun. I wanted to be able to go and have a good time and laugh and enjoy everything. And so it's great. So, yeah, that's awesome. I love that because it's just like, don't mess with Dawn. (laughs) (laughs) When she's working, you don't mess with her. All right, Maddie, tell us a little bit about um, your experience in this industry, like what you've done in the past. Yeah, so uh, I'm not currently employed in the brewing industry, but I do have quite a bit of experience. Um, For about two and a half years, I was working for the Wichita Brewing Company, first as a quality control lab technician, and then eventually I stepped into a full-time brewing role, mostly in the seller and packaging department. So um, I got a lot of experience there, um, you know, running a doing a lot of uh, beer conditioning, carbonating, flavoring, um, and then putting beer into its final packaging as well. Um, During the time that I was in that role, um, I believe that I was the only woman that was working full-time as a brewer um, here within the city limits of Wichita. And so um, I can definitely understand kind of the challenges that go along with that, and especially um, in an industry where women are just not um, as represented as men are. So... Yes, that's great. That's super cool. So how did you get into that, Maddie? I'm curious, as the first woman brewer in Wichita, or if not first, one of the only. Yeah, um, I uh, actually have a degree in biochemistry um, from Wichita State. And while I was working on my degree in biochemistry, um, I had actually accepted a lab internship through Wichita State um, through the microbiology department. Um, That's how I originally got linked up with Wichita Brewing Company, and um, I've always really had a passion for craft beer. Um, My dad is a really big craft beer nerd, and so I really kind of grew up around the industry, and so when that opportunity presented itself, I definitely jumped on it. And then over time, I just got more and more involved um, on the brewing side of things until it became a full-time gig. Um, But uh, yeah. I really enjoyed the time that I spent, um, you know, learning more about the craft and just really getting more involved in the craft beer industry. So Maddie That's and I, awesome. Maddie, and I, when did we first meet? Did we meet probably at a brewing uh, and then yoga? Yeah. 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 We're yoga buddies too, but, um, yeah, uh, I'm sure we met through some kind of brewing things, um, some maybe a year and a half, two years ago. <laughs> but anyway, so Maddie had come to me and talked about, you know, we don't have, um, there's actually a women's uh, organization um, focused, focused on getting more women in brewing called the Pink Boot Society. Oh, cool. And it's not just, it used to just be beer, but it's not just beer, it's all fermented beverages, um, just because there's just not enough women in that. And it's, it's still kind of a new industry, too, a lot of these local craft, you know, uh, types of businesses. And so getting that going, and we don't have a chapter here currently, but of course we don't have a lot of women being represented. So she came to me, and we and she did the research, and we talked about, should we start a chapter? Um, because we do have the Lady Birds in Winfield who've been wanting to do something, but they can't just do it alone. And they're trying to open their open their brewery right yeah. now they should be open they should be open soon so they've been busy and so then we um ended up uh, visiting with um a brewer in the kansas city area and they're 
they have a Kansas City chapter of Pink Boots, and they're really active and have a lot more women on that side of things. Mm-hmm. And so it would be better for mentoring. And then they you can get scholarships and, um, you know, just, really cool. just there's a lot of, like, collaborations. They do nationally. They do a hot blend every year. Because International Women's Day in March is also International Women's Collaboration Brew Day. And so that's really cool where you get to see. That's when you'll start your social media will start blowing up with, like, the Pink Boots stuff and uh, women in Australia doing things. You know, it's just really cool. So, um, so that's really fun. So we decided that we kind of just, if we want to get more involved, we can join the Kansas city chapter, but then we still kind of have our little group that, which is fun. So we don't have to do like until we grow more and get more women on that side of things. Um, yeah, it was definitely really important to me to, yeah. Yeah. It was just really important to me to, you know, kind of have that sense of community and camaraderie, especially, um, in, you know, uh, uh, an area where the industry is smaller than, you know, in a larger city like the Kansas city area, um, just really reaching out and kind of connecting women and making sure that they know like there's a place for them in this industry, no matter where you're at or what you're doing. And, um, you know, we can all kind of uplift each other. And one of the biggest missions of the Pink Boot Society is just really based around um, education. Like Stacey mentioned, there's a lot of scholarships that are available through the organization. That's one of the biggest reasons um, to sign up if you're working in the industry in any capacity, but really it's a great organization. Yes. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I might be interested in getting into that industry, definitely check out um, Pink Boon Society. It's a good website and gives you lots of information there. So that's kind of something we've been working on. Rebecca's, I don't know if she's on or not. Are you on, Rebecca? I am. Can you hear me? Rebecca, Rebecca's getting ready to open the tap room. So we had everybody just kind of introduce themselves and tell us who you are and where you work and like why you're interested in this industry. (laughs) My name's Rebecca. I work at Hobby Gnome. Um, I am front of house, so I do all kinds of stuff, but also um, hang out at the bar on weeknights. Um, I I started in the craft beer industry actually almost 10 years ago, working for a large distributor in Denver. And just when I got back to Wichita, where I grew up, um, had an opportunity to join the Hobby Gnome team, and I've been here ever since and just growing in my role here as they grow and it's been awesome she's very humble she runs the tap room <laughs> she's definitely tap room manager we'd like to give her like a, a more fun title because like, she does a lot of things i know we were what were we saying like beer well she was like used to call herself a beer advocate and i think she had that in her resume which yeah. is like really yeah no, no i i got i got promoted to cramp craft beer champion Yes, craft beer champion. I love it. I was like, you can put whatever you want, but we're definitely going to talk. When that day comes and when you have to leave us, we will make sure that... that we will we'll talk you out because she's very humble. But yeah, so um, and she and Rebecca actually participated in our Kickstarter that we had. So she's been with us even before. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Following us from the beginning. So we we love having Rebecca and want her to stay with us forever. So anyway, we're both going to be witches and and slinging the the new beer. What do you think of it? Oh my gosh, I love it. It's not as caramely as I wanted, but I think between being a sour and the apple flavor. It's just, he's like, I put a whole bunch of caramel in there. And we're just like, yeah, yeah. it, it does it feel just, like if, if you're going to do a sour in the fall, this definitely feels yeah. like does it, it. Oh, good. It yeah. feels like it. I know I brought mm-hmm. caramels. We've got yeah. caramels in the tap room. So people oh, can, good. I got those like, little suckers. Uh-huh, yeah. So uh-huh. we can like add to it. I know we Perfect. talked about, let's put, put, put it around the rim. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's going to be a mess. So mm-hmm. we don't want to deal, we don't wanna mm-hmm. deal with that. But um, I don't know. I think caramel apple might be a better flavor in a different type of beer. But I'm glad you're getting fall vibes from mm-hmm. it because I never know. It's really tasty. 
So, um, so I'm a part of, I was, I was part of the Dress for Success Wichita board before, and it has since um, gone under the WIN umbrella, which is the Women's Initiative Network. I don't know if it, not everybody's familiar with that one, but their missions are very, it's very similar. They've, um, there was, you know, sometimes there's so many nonprofits in the community that there's duplicate services happening. And so it was just something that we just came together. It was just a really neat thing that's happened recently. And we're going to be talking all about the new, there's going to be new branding and there's going to be a new name and everything coming out. Out, um, and that's all going to be launched at um, the November 6th um, Be Inspired brunch. So if anyone's interested in getting the ladies together, you can bring the husbands or the whatever too. But I, I would use it as like a, yeah. So Melissa Radke is going to be like the keynote speaker. She's actually a comedian. Okay. Um, and she, um, I guess, is a big influ influencer on social media. So we're bringing her in. So she's been sharing about her page. She's just funny. She's an author and oh, it's kind of cool. cool. Has a blog and stuff like that. So um, just a kind of lighthearted, we're going to have mimosas and we're going to have Bloody Marys and have some brunch. And then that's when we'll launch kind of all the new stuff and, and explain about it. Because basically Dress for Success um, works with women um, who need to get back into employment and need, um, a lot of people are familiar with the suiting and the clothes, but there's also some like job skills and some interview skills and some things like that that go into it. And then when, um, actually, uh, hires women to who have like been in domestic violence situations who are trying to get back into the working world again just like not they don't have their resumes ready they don't have maybe they don't have their ID yet they're just not ready to like get into the regular workforce and so it's kind of like a job transition program and so they actually they're making like stethoscopes and like really cool things right now working with um, WSU Tech on that and different different um, different companies that need you know things assembled and things like that they're actually like making things and making money in the process and so it's just a great fit together mm -hmm. so um i don't explain it the best but if everyone comes to the brunch on the six they'll get the get the real spiel um so we're going to be promoting that tonight and then yeah basically this new boss witch beer um 100 of the sales um this whole weekend will go to benefit uh win and dress for success so. very cool pretty excited about and the that. karma really adds to it like yeah i really like the combo i know i like bought a ton of these caramels mm -hmm. and they're like weird they don't like stay they're like the melting caramels, so they don't like i feel like they're open they're like they don't remember when we were kids and like your mom didn't let you eat the candy that <laughs> if it was that open. was like halfway open yeah. like no don't eat that it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna poison you <laughs> and it's like oh i can't like put this in a bowl it's just like oh. so anyway um, so <laughs> I got some of those like fun suckers that the caramel apple and so that'll be fun. So yeah, we're doing it all weekend kind of the kickoff tonight and we've done a lot with dress for success in the past. And so I'm just excited for this, this new partnership and it's just going to work out really well. And that's kind of why we called it boss, which it's funny, but it's also like women getting empowered and get finding employment. And there's just, we can, uh, we, we've already had women go through both programs which mm -hmm. is amazing mm -hmm. and we do some like monthly support groups and different things and so cool um, and i've been able to participate in a little bit of that so that's been really fun so i wanted to ask you all what what are some of your favorite just talking beer what are some of your favorite beers what do you go for when you when you order order a beer that's something that people ask me all the time <laughs> so what's your go-to yeah, i want to hear your answer yeah I'm curious. i don't know for me, it definitely changes based on the season. I will say Oktoberfest is one of my favorite beer styles of all time. So as far as I'm concerned, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Love that. Love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will me, second the Oktoberfest. Oh, yeah. 
Oh. <laughs> no, go ahead, Denise. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I second the Oktoberfest and the seasonal thing, or I just like to try something new if I haven't had it before. Even if it's something I don't think I like, if it's new, I'll try it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, for me, I don't care what time of year it is. It is the Goza, and this is right up my alley. So, I'm super excited about it. Um, I do like the stouts uh, only because I love to cook with them. Mm-hmm. I know that's probably not good to say, but I do love to no. cook with them. Mm-hmm. They make amazing meals. Yes. A lot of people come in, they're like, oh, making chili. You know, I was going to say, so what fun. meals do you make with them? Chili, what else? So I make a meatloaf. And for our first anniversary, I did a huge meatloaf meal um, that was free for everyone. Uh, and um, it was amazing. It had all kinds of goodies in it, but I simmered the veggies and the uh, black Tora milk stop from third place and then made a glaze out of that honey and brown sugar and wrapped that all in bacon and... It was super delicious. Stews, anything with a B for me. Yeah. Yeah. I will say too, um, beer bread is also fantastic with a nice dark stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, it and is. And Trader Joe's has a really good beer bread mix. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it. if you're like me and don't cook and just want to pour <laughs> some beer and some mix <laughs> pour some together and be together. like, yeah. look what I've made. Look right. what I've baked. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. What Rebecca, about- did we hear from Rebecca? Or was that Rebecca earlier? Did I you, think she's gone. She's gone. Is she gone? Okay. What about you, Stacey? What's your go-to order? So, typically, it would be an amber anywhere mm-hmm. I go. Because that just used to be, like, everyone had an amber. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been really into sours lately. But I can't have too many of them. I get heartburn. So, I have to, like, pace myself with that. But, yeah, usually, I mean, I kind of... Those of us that frequent breweries and drinking establishments, like, we typically just get whatever's new. Mm-hmm. So, that's why we always have, like seven or eight like standard beers always on so people have their go-tos um but then we always have like two or three seasonals always on at all times because you just always have to have something new um and some breweries like will just always rotate like never have which is actually pretty smart i mean it's hard to keep track but it's kind of smart to just always have new things and then it's like a surprise whenever they come out Mm -hmm. but yeah seasonal i mean Oktoberfest is great for the season like irish reds in the spring Mm -hmm. Um, you know, lots of fun. I love a good, like, lager and wheat beer and stuff like that yeah. in the summer. Mm-hmm. Good fruited. I like fruit stuff, <laughs> which I know no. is not necessarily beer that tastes like beer. That's the whole fun. That's the whole joke now is, you know, we have all these standard beers and most, I think, I, I know Third Place does too, um, where you can come and get an amber. You can come and get, you know, something, an IPA or something. But there's, but we also want to do something like crazy all the time. Like it's always like who can make the craziest like yeah. flavor sour or some weird IPA or something and have a crazy name. But then it's like so when you talk to brewer, brewers about what beers they like, they would typically answer beer that tastes like beer uh-huh. <laughs> yep. because they might love the crazy stuff, but it's not always the most fun to brew and it doesn't always turn out and it's always kind of gimmicky. And so, but we'll keep doing it because. We got to do, yeah, it's fun. It's just fun, and you can make an event out of it, so, yeah. I like to try the new ones, too, and I like Dunkles a lot. Yeah. I like the Irish. Another one of my. Mm -hmm. You like Dunkles, too? I thought, because when you said Oktoberfest, that feels Mm -hmm. the same to me, and there's another one that is like a Dunkle. Um, I know Casey Beerco has it. What is it? It might start with an H. 
Hefeweizen? Oh, yeah, I like yeah. Hefeweizens too. Yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely go for the more multi beer styles like that. They're yeah. some of my absolute favorite. Okay, that's a multi beer style. Good to know. Yeah. So, not so next some, time I order, yeah. I'll be like, what What do you have that's multi? Multi, multi versus hoppy, typically. Yeah. IPAs definitely yeah. be more. Yeah. Although I do like the white, like a white IPA, like New Belgium has an accumulation that I love. Oh yeah. So I don't know if that how different that is in in the yeah. beer world, but. Well, there's tons of different styles, obviously, um, and they just keep growing, it seems like. But um, my one of my favorite hopping gnome beers is also um, on right now that we just tapped earlier in the week, and it's the brown-eyed girl, because brown-eyed girl is, like, used a lot. <laughs> so we call it the brown-eyed girl. It's a brown ale, and it goes with – it's very it's very multi and kind of has chocolatey tones. It's, it's a little lighter than a stout, but looks mm-hmm. similar to a stout, mm-hmm. and it goes with all the Halloween candy. Oh, so yay. it's, like, the favorite to get to, like, Ooh. go with you when you're, like, handing out candy at the door, and you're and – you're, um, you're kind of munching on some and so yeah. really, it's like really good and you can let it sit out for a while and warm up and it's a good one i didn't even ask you what you're doing with the kids so you're in college hill now you're are you out um yeah. gonna take the kids trick-or-treating on sunday yeah. so this is going to be our first official halloween season in college hill because last year didn't count yeah um because everything was shut down for um covid but yeah we're super excited all the decorations are up so if you haven't been walking or driving in college hill you have to do it this week oh my gosh it's just I agree with you, Maddie. It's like the most wonderful time of the year. Like the leaves are turning. Everyone has their decorations out. (laughs) There's a new Instagram account you can follow called Hallo Wichita, H-A-L-L-O Wichita. And that is showcasing a bunch of Halloween in College Hill. Um, They may expand to Greater Wichita, but this year it seems like they're focused in College Hill. So that has been super fun to watch. Yeah. Yep. So we'll be handing out candy. What are the kids going to be? We're PJ Masks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're full on PJ Masks. <laughs> I know. But we're excited. We're going to have family over for chili, and then some people will stay and hand out candy, and we'll take the kids and, like, rotate. Yeah. It'll be fun. I'm so excited. That is exciting. It's a good place to be. College Hill's a good place to be for Halloween. So what are you ladies doing? Some have kiddos, some don't. What's plans for Halloween or this weekend? Just parties. Parties. Yeah. I'm, I think we're going on a... Halloween party bus Saturday night. My boyfriend and I are going to be um, Princess Buttercup and the Dread Pirate Roberts from The Princess Bride. Love it. I am currently in denial. My sixth grader decided he does not want to go trick-or-treating because he's like too old and too cool. No. So he just wants to stay home and hand out candy. So I'm letting him have a party at the house with a bunch of 12-year-old boys. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, and then the 18-year-old. <laughs> the 18-year-old's going to Oklahoma City. So he's ditching us for all of his friends to go hang out in Oklahoma City and do Halloween down there. So, oh, fun. so yeah, we're doing the Museum World Treasures Haunted Museum. Did I say that earlier? On the, I think I told her about it earlier. Did I say oh, it when we were recording? <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, we're doing the Museum World Treasures. It's like a fundraiser, and it's um, like a haunted museum, and you have drinks and stuff. So I don't think it's super scary because you have, like, cocktails and – I don't know. Okay, we'll see. I don't know. I guess I'll be prepared to be scared. I really didn't think about it. I can't wait to hear how that goes because we went to Botanica's yeah. Jack O'Lan- Lantern Festival, and Botanica feels very family friendly yeah. to me. So we went on their haunted forest walk, and, and scary. we waited in line. My five year old oh, was like desperate to go on it. Oh no. And the lady, like, you know, we waited probably 15 minutes in line with the two-year-old and the five-year-old. And so we waited the whole time. And then the lady was like, all right, have fun in there. And she was all sweet. She was, like, a nice older lady. And we walk in and, like, 
dude hanging off, a dead guy hanging off an airplane, oh Michael Myers, yeah. a haunted bus full of, I just don't even want to say the things. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. So that's why I want to know how scary that yeah. was. So it was you know, Botanica. We'll you would think Botanica. I, I know. Like, I didn't think that at all. A haunted forest walk. There's going to be some like fairies or something. Like that. I, <laughs> I know. Thinking. Like, ooh. I know. Like, ooh, yeah. yeah. Not, Ugh, you never know. Ghosties hanging from the tree. I know. We are typically slower at the brewery, and we'll do some, like, to-go specials on Sunday. That's always kind of a good thing, so people can grab some mm-hmm. beer to go when they're getting yeah. ready to do things. Actually, Sunday is good, because when it's on, like, a Friday and Saturday, it's a, we're not, like, the... We've tried to have, like, costume contests and stuff, and nope. it's just not... People come to our place before they go to like the other plants. Yeah. <laughs> so we figure I think we all we all did that the first year. We're like, come with this prize and and we all all dressed up and our staff will still dress up, but it's like we all tried really hard that first year and then we were like, Oh, we're just this is not our holiday. Yeah. So that's yeah. okay. We do other holidays. <laughs> that's okay. So um yeah, one thing I wanted to mention was um oh, we had Tallgrass Film Festival this past weekend and I watched a really good documentary. Um, about, um, it was, it's kind of focused on different people starting breweries and different processes. Um, and it's about people of color, um, who own breweries, which is a very small percentage. It's like 1% of breweries are owned by, by African-Americans or people of color. And so, um, it was kind of like a brewery that was getting open, one that was like finding a spot and getting that going, one that was still like home brewer, one had the dream. And then like one that I felt really bad for this one, they were in New Orleans and, of course, I, I think it would be hard to start a business in New Orleans because you mm. can't, like, it's not really a brewing city, like a brewery t- town. You don't think of New Orleans as that. Mm-hmm. But then you, and you also, like, can't open a, a business in, like, the French Quarter. So you have to go out, you know, so, somewhere else. So they've been, you know, trying to find a spot. But it's really interesting. Um, and they also talk about women. There's a, some of the some of the, the women that were brewing. And um, they actually have a black, uh, black beer fest. It's like, I think it's called Fresh Fest. That was started like before COVID a couple years ago, and it's been like a really big deal. And so that's a big thing right now in the brewing community. We're quite aware that we are a lot of, um, you know, a lot of white people right now. That it's a lot of, um, it's it's a lot of men, white men. Um, and it was so interesting. Then they were talking on this documentary. They're like, yeah, you don't think of, um, you don't think of like black people brewing beer, but or you think when you think of the history, like we talked about the Middle Ages, um, and we t- and we think about Germany, you think about Europe. You don't think about brewing, brewing, brewing beer started in Egypt. So when people say, oh, you're like a person of color and you're like got into the brewing industry, like good for you. It's like, no, that's where it started. Mm. <laughs> like, we've been doing this for 5,000 years. Like it's on the pyramids, like recipes and stuff. Of course, the women were oh, doing wow, it. crazy. Yeah, um, cool. yeah. And so it's just really interesting that it was just a really cool take on that and something that the brewing, uh, we have like a national brewers association and just trying to work on more you know i mean like everybody else diversity equity and inclusion but it's something that we know we need to do better um all of us need to do better at that and so i definitely want to just throw it out there that if you're a woman if you're a person of color if you feel like if you've never tried craft beer um and you just you know you can definitely go to any of our local breweries or wherever wherever you're listening from um the uh, bartenders are going to be your best beer advocates are going to find something that you can like or at least try um cider is another great option um there's lots of great local wines and other things to try but um you know doesn't i think the the old mindset is that craft beer is for a certain kind of person or a certain group of people certain demographic and it's really not it's for everyone um and that was a a session that the remember the um, brewers conference that I went to and that the, the across the screen it said beer is everyone 
And I just thought that was interesting. Beer is everyone. So definitely go and try try it. Um, I know wherever wherever you're at, the local local bartenders and and um, people involved in that industry will help you out because we want we want to get more people involved. We want to get more people uh, be more welcoming. The whole idea of like, well, maybe just you know, some people don't like beer. Some people can't drink beer. I totally get that. Some people can't drink beer. It's dietary reasons. They just are you know on a break or whatever. Um, they just can't do it, and that's one thing. But if you can and you just want to try. Um, you can always just like sample or just, you know, try something new. And if you want to get into this industry, definitely reach out to any of us, reach out to your, um, you know, uh, look up Pink Boot Society, look up the Brewers Association, wherever you're at and, and check it out because we need to get better. So that's my little, my little soap box. Awesome. <laughs> what was so. that documentary name? Do you know? It was called One Pint at a Time. One Pint at a Time. It was really, really good. So, um... And yeah, it kind of made us feel like we can do more. Um, I don't know if, if you remember hearing about when Black Lives Matter was um, um, getting really big during um, the summer of 2020. Um, there was a collaboration and it started at, I forget the brewery that it started at, but they started collaborating and it's called, and giving back to local charities and it's called Black is Beautiful. Um, and it's a coffee stout recipe. And so other breweries started doing, um, doing this and collaborating, getting, getting more people, maybe, um, you know, people that hadn't already been involved in the, in the brewing industry and then giving back to local organizations in their community. And it was a really cool thing. And it's still going on. Um, and so I know that's something we've talked about, um, hopefully this, well, soon, probably, uh, early this, late this fall or early winter, we've been talking to, um, Vice Mayor Brandon Johnson about, he's been wanting to brew. He likes the dark beers. He likes the stouts and he's been wanting to brew a beer with us for a while. And we had plans to do it during COVID, like the height of COVID and decided not to. So, you know, I've been talking to him about what can we do. And it's not just like about you bring this beer, but it's about getting more people involved in the community. And so I think we can, we're all trying to do things like that. And so I think just being able to talk about it and that's something that was, that really resonated with me in the in the documentary it was like people just don't talk about it enough um and they just it's kind of like if you build it they will come you know mentality like oh well, we have this brewery so people will come if they want and it's like well what we have to try a little harder especially in a lot of the communities that we're in a lot of revitalized and um you know different neighborhoods that maybe didn't have a brewery before and now they do and maybe not everybody in that neighborhood participates in that brewery so just just kind of reaching out and community involvement was one of the main reasons why we even started a brewery so that was like you know my my kind of reasoning behind that so definitely reach out there are people people in this industry people at your local breweries people and um, that you can reach out to to get more involved um and i'm going to share i know we're going to wrap up because you guys probably have to get going but um we're going to wrap up and um i'm going to share the link to the be inspired brunch it is next saturday november 6th for uh, women's uh, Wichita Women's Initiative Network and Dress for Success Wichita. And uh, we'll have more information about this at the Gnome uh, tonight and all weekend long. Come and try the Boss Witch uh, Salted Caramel Apple Goza and you'll be supporting a great cause. That's awesome. And so. it's delicious. Yeah. So thank you ladies for joining us. Did you have anything you want to close out with? All right. We'll hope to see you soon to try the beer. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks so, for having us. Yeah. Thanks yeah, thank for you. Us. <laughs> so um, we are going to be, Audrey, do you want to talk about? 
Sure. Yeah. Before we go, yeah. we wanted to share that Ceiling Breakers is taking a creative pause for the rest of 2021. And this will be our last episode of the year. So we wanted to make it extra fun and special with the witches and the beer and Halloween. And then we'll be coming back early 2022 with an announcement for what's next for Ceiling Breakers. Yeah. So everybody have a great rest of 2021 and we'll be back in 2022. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.